Welcome to Like Treason News, everyone. Pop culture, politics, and a sprinkle of treason. I'm joined today by Charles. What if that was? What if that was the entire episode? <laughs> if that's all we did was just make white people beatboxing noises or like old timey radio we <laughs> just acted out an entire night at a club yeah and it ends with me crying and being like i lost the ticket for my coat i would be very into <laughs> having several people on here and improving an entire night in the club that would be really fun actually <laughs> don't tempt me i'm awful i'll do it four sambucas oh my oh my god Ugh. i love that woman i love her so much I can't find my shoes. <laughs> so you know the type of woman I'll be playing all night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the, so the exact opposite of what you're actually like in a club. I keep my shit together. You got it tight. You know what's happening. I've never seen you sloppy. No. I mean, which is a miracle because you and I used to uh, drink quite heavily. Oh, yeah. Um, the, I got the nicest compliment the other day from a friend of mine where she was like, you always know the perfect time to leave somewhere. Mm-hmm. And that I was like, wow, that is a huge compliment. Yeah, I have managed to avoid some messiness by being like, I have to go right now. Do you want to go? <laughs> yeah, I my my strategy is, a, is kind of the opposite. Like if if my friends are meeting up at 10, I will show up at midnight. That way they've got two hours under their belt and I can be like, cool. Now, like, I don't need to catch up with you because you're not so wasted. But in an hour, we'll all be ready to go. That's smart. My MO is usually because my friends are always late. So my default is show up a half an hour past the time we said we would show up. Mm -hmm. And then I always, always Irish exit. Okay. I don't make the fucking rounds. And I've had a couple of times people have like texted me and been like, what the fuck? But usually people yeah. are fine with it. But I'm like, I'm not doing it. I'm not saying bye to everybody. No. Yeah. And like for the most part, that's understandable. I I, I will fully do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And then you yeah. get the, the text being like, did you leave? And then I will not respond until the morning. Oh, I'll respond because it does make Mm-mm. me feel kind of special that they're like, where are you? And I'm like, <laughs> in a car. <laughs> <laughs> being <laughs> driven home. home. Yeah. <laughs> like a princess. Uh, so I guess we should discuss up top. Oh, let me get this out of the way because I need to do like general announcements for the show. We're on Spotify now and I didn't realize we were not on Spotify until very recently. And for some reason, I think this is how it used to be. And correct me if I'm wrong, Charles, cause I don't know if dirty little horror is on Spotify, mm-hmm. but I recall Spotify used to auto-populate podcasts. So from Lipson, from Lipson, very specifically, that hosting site. So you never had to manually submit your podcast to Spotify. But I guess maybe that changed because Light Trees and News was not on Spotify. So I have since addressed it. We're on Spotify. I'm now asking everyone, please go leave a nice review on Spotify. Uh yes, please do that for Allison. Uh, I, I, it did used to auto populate. You're right, mm-hmm. and then they changed something. Um, and then now you have to actively like make yourself be on there. They also yes. did not used to have ratings, and now they have ratings. Yes, which um, I'm fine with. And also, they do this very clever thing where I tried to obviously 
give Light Trees and News a five-star review because I am a fan of the show that mm-hmm. I created and host. And they make you listen to like two full episodes <laughs> before you can review. Really? Yeah. So I guess that weeds out some of the trolls. Yeah. Oh, interesting. We Dirty Little Horror is not on Spotify anymore. Okay. Um, but it's been requested that we go back on there because we like during that whole Joe Rogan thing. Yes. We were like, bye. Now, here's my feeling on that. It's punishing me. It's not punishing Joe Rogan. <laughs> Correct. So um, that was I know a bunch of people did that and I fully sympathize. I understood why they were doing it. But I was like, this is not going to change Spotify's opinion on Joe Rogan because Joe Rogan brings them a lot of business. Correct. Millions um, of dollars. So all that would be doing is damaging my show. <laughs> yeah, my tiny, tiny little show. My tiny, tiny show that has a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of Joe Rogan's audience. That'll show him. He'll never hear about it. Nope. And it will change nothing. No. So I'm like, I'm not doing that. I'm sorry. I'm I'm really over people asking me to damage myself to, in theory, punish a man who it will never harm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm we've, like, I'm not like, doing it. With, we've been requested to go back on Spotify by a handful of people. And I'm like, yeah, we, we took we took a stand. Everyone kind of forgot about it now. I guess it's yeah. time to get back on there. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's what happens. Um, so if you do have Spotify, if you do have the time, please go live a, leave a great review. Um, and Charles, I guess we need to address at the top of the show, too. I was going to like pretend that I didn't just see you last night and be yep. like, what's going on with your life? <laughs> um, What's going on? Because you and I went to go see Chicago uh, with mm. the iconic Pamela Anderson. Iconic. Iconic. So I guess we should give like a little review. Uh, yes, we definitely should. Okay. So let me let me be positive out the gate. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be a disaster, and it was pretty good. Uh, I fully agree with that. Yeah. The, now, um, did we burst out laughing several times? Absolutely. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, not during deliberately comedic moments, more because <laughs> it sort of made me think, oh, this must have been what it was like to see, like, vaudeville. Yeah. Pamela Anderson, this is something that's very hard to explain, but it is not easy to be funny. So I don't think she's a naturally funny person on stage. So how she overcompensates for that is she is like cartoonish. Yeah. And she like is emoting really big and she's using silly voices. And like, it's sort of like seeing a child in a musical. <laughs> yep. Uh, that's that's why I said last night it was kind of like a mix between Renee Zellweger in Chicago mm-hmm. and Little Orphan Annie. Like yes. baby's first baby's first play. Yes. Perfect description. Uh, having said that, the rest of the cast is amazing. So if you're in New York, if you're in or near New York, you want to come in and see a show. I had a good fucking time. It was like exactly what I, I wanted it to be. It was like just camp enough. Yes. yes. I I had a friend of mine recommend the show to me. And well, in I wouldn't say recommend. I would he, I would say he saw it and told me some disasters that happened. 
And I was fully wait. expecting that. And they like, tightened wait. it up. You didn't tell me specifically what happened. Oh, like the, when she would um, be asking the band director what her next line was. No. Live on stage. I didn't no. tell you that. Maybe you did. Maybe I like blocked it out. But yeah, I was that's... expecting like it's it's not that I wanted Pamela Anderson to fail. I just wanted to see like this. This show is notorious for like casting um, people who aren't quite up to par Broadway level. And yeah, I was like, the... I'm, I saw Mel B in it. And that was fantastic. And she is a professional singer. And I was going to say, I bet she's. Sl- oh, really? I th- I would have thought she would. Not with that. Broadway singers. Mm, yeah, good point. Good point. Um, so I mean, she she was uh, a little bit better of an actor than Pamela. She, but the thing is, Pamela was making very interesting choices that yes. were actually very funny. I was never bored watching her. No, which I think would be worse. I I sort of was on the edge of my seat the whole time. Like, what? off the wall choice is she about to make mm-hmm. that is not appropriate and might be bad but she's gonna make a strong choice and i would always rather see somebody go for it and fail than someone not try <laughs> you know? yeah because i mean this show is also designed i mean at this point it's designed to like let you have your little moments on stage where you're like being a theater actor and then also other moments where you are just hamming it up for the audience yeah the only moment that I caught that was definitely a mistake was mm. she she steamrolled uh, the guy who plays Billy Flynn. He had like an, an, another line, clearly, and she just talked over him and he looked at one of the background dancers and shrugged like, mm-hmm. <laughs> OK, <laughs> that was my line. It's fine. I mean, it, it's, it, it's live theater. It happens. It happens. I wonder yeah, how yeah. many times that has happened, though. So that's what was so funny about it to me. He had the look on his face like it happened again. <laughs> yep. Yep. She stepped on my line again. We Ugh. specifically had a conversation about this yep. and for her to not step on my line and she just stepped on it again. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's fantastic. And Billy Flynn was hot. So hot. Yeah. I I would really like to know like what the cast's experience is working with her. Yeah, me too. The, Very the, interesting. The audience was a little not terribly so but a little bit creepy fucking creepy as hell yeah there were you pointed this out to me there was a guy in the front row who had like did you say he had a mask of her so yeah so during like i was planning on going to the stage door and being like i'm gonna have pamela anderson definitely sign my program that's awesome um and then like during intermission when we all went to the bathroom i saw some of the fans and there was this one guy who like i realized during like the bows and stuff. He was front row center. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, he did have a mask with her face on it. Um, and what's scary about her fans is it's not like the fun gay dudes that like Erica Jane has. She Pam Anderson has like straight male fans creepy. who are that creepy. Yeah. 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 And it was like it was a production still from Chicago that they weren't selling. So he made it himself. (laughs) Normal. Yeah. Just the rest of his general vibe. I was like, you are going to you're dangerous. I I know she has a bodyguard, but I'm like, I'm glad you have a bodyguard. (laughs) Yeah. There were there were some of those gays there, too, though, here to see like the camp of it all. Yeah. Yeah. But like what I'm saying is that's not scary. No, I would hope not. Yeah. I mean, 
anything can be scary, but I would be much like that level of enthusiasm and obsession in a straight man is like, oh God. He was he was standing up before the bows, mm-hmm. applauding her and like fist bumping, like, yeah, you did it. Yeah, I'm he like, sure uh, was. And she, from where we were sitting, I could tell was avoiding eye contact with him at all costs. Which means perhaps she's dealt with him before. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Maybe stalking the woman. Perhaps. Oof. I don't know why people want to be famous. Mm, I do, but not to like, not, like Pamela Anderson, you would think wouldn't still have that same hold. Pamela Anderson is still insanely famous. Well, the thing is like once you, okay, let me clarify. I understand why people want to be famous and I understand the appeal of international outpourings of love and tons of money, right? Like I get that. What really, really scares me about fame is once you lose your anonymity, it's gone forever. Yeah. And you can never get your anonymity back. So when you reach Pam Anderson's level of fame, which is like one of the most famous people in the world, even if at some point you're no longer as culturally relevant, you don't get your anonymity back. No. So that's forever. So she's never going to have a normal moment again in public. (laughs) Never, 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 ever. Which, for someone like me, I really value being able to go places and no one bothers me. And she'll never have that. <laughs> yeah, that makes me that makes me think that like Sia had the right idea and like hiding her face when she chose to be like come to America and be famous. That's a great point because that's the best of both worlds. She has all of the like adulation and money, but she could go like shopping. And no one would bother her. Right. Yeah. And like, and she was like, she had several albums in Australia where she showed her face and was like a relatively famous singer. And, but like fame in America is very different. Yes. Different planet. Yeah. Totally. And then getting that world renowned recognition. Pamela Anderson is still one gorgeous still. She looks great. Oh my God. Her doing, legs. Yeah. Oh. And a pretty good dancer. I was surprised. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, she will never not be a sex symbol or a bombshell. She's going to be. She's going to go down in history with like Marilyn Monroe and people like that. Yeah, or and even- I like. I get the impression. I hope this is accurate that she likes that. Um, and that like that's her whole deal, and she likes feeling sexy. So like, I'm I'm happy for her that you know she she still got that going on, but. The downsides of that are a uh, dude in the front row has a mask of your face. Yeah, which would be terrifying to see. Uh, I mean, I know I know that she's taken a she took a huge step back from social media because she didn't like it. I'm, mm-hmm. I was surprised to see her on Instagram again last night. Um, it but seems then, like that is just there to promote the show. <laughs> perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but she was like she had like moved away from Hollywood and was like trying to like live kind of a normal life. And then I, I think the catalyst for this was that Tommy and Pam show which she had no involvement with. And she was like, uh, mm, I'm, I'm going to need to like reclaim my image yeah. for a second, please. I, I didn't watch that because I was so creeped out that she I, was upset by it. Yeah, yeah, I, I was all gung-ho because, uh, I mean, Sebastian Stan, um, I'm forgetting the actress, yeah. Lily. Oh, I James? Yeah, Lily James. James. Mm-hmm. Love both of them, was really excited. And then when I found out that she was like, uh, no, I don't like this. I was like, oh. <sighs> You're not involved? No, thank you. I'm not watching. I mean, like, yeah, it's like at that point, you don't do it, right? Like, yeah. you're upsetting this woman. It's her fucking life. Make something else. <laughs> well, I always wonder how they get away with stuff like that. Clearly, it's based on another story that was sold to Hulu or something. But, like, I it's think still once, her once likeness things, and her story. I think once things go into the public domain, it's like 
all bets are off. Like if they if they were presenting information that was not true about her, mm-hmm. I think she could sue. Okay. But like everything is now public record, so it's like even though it's her life, like they're not lying on the woman, you know. Mm, that's um, true. It's so weird. It's super weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. That's why I didn't watch it. Uh, so Charles, the reason that I wanted you to come on the episode. By the way, I have to tell everyone, we are recording this on Wednesday. So if there is breaking news at the end of the week, because I'll probably post it for Sunday. So something major happens, like Civil War breaks out on a Friday, and you're like, oh my God, why are they talking about Pam Anderson? (laughs) Yeah. And not the 2022 Civil War, because we didn't know. We didn't know it was going to happen. Wait, is this a is this a regular episode? Yeah. Oh, I thought yeah. we were doing a bonus episode. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. totally still cool. No, the I reason, was just like, I thought I'm, I was here to talk about a movie. No, I, the reason I'm doing it is because, guys, I'm getting LASIK on Thursday. So, like, apparently I'll be fine in, like, a matter of hours, but I'm just being extra cautious in case I can't do an episode <laughs> this weekend. I'm very excited for you. Oh, by the way, I am so stupid, and I told you that they weren't using any numbing agent. They absolutely are. Yeah, I was like, Allison, they're going to be shooting lasers into your eyes. I I said that to you, and I was like, that's insane. That can't be right. So I went home and I read my little booklet, and they use numbing drops. Okay. Yeah. But not you're not like going under under. No, no, no. That, that's when you said that. That's what I thought you meant. And I was like, no, they're not putting me under. But you were like, they have to numb you. <laughs> Yeah, because I was imagining <laughs> that you would like come out of it like from that viral clip of Taylor Swift on on the Tonight Show no. when mm-hmm. she gets upset about the banana. I'm not going to be fun. Yeah. Okay. I'm just getting these damn, damn drops. It. Yeah. But they're like, you won't feel anything with the drops. When I had my hernia surgery last month, I came out of the anesthesia and immediately proposed to my anesthesiologist. <laughs> You did not tell me that. I was like, that was great. Do you want to get married? And this 60 plus year old Russian man was like, no, thank you. Uh, (laughs) I'm sure that's not the craziest thing he's heard. Right? Yeah. (laughs) So funny. I just remember I didn't see anything wild when I had my spine surgery when I was like 16, uh, when I came out of it. But when I was going under, they were like, okay, count to 10. And I just remember going one and I was gone. Yep. Yep. Absolutely out. When I had um, the cyst removed from my stomach last summer, so much fun surgeries. Um, I know. Geez. I hadn't eaten in like a week. So when they removed the cyst, I woke up and was immediately starving and demanded from Lawrence, who was there to pick me up. I demanded chocolate cake immediately. That's valid. I would do that sober. And he was like, you can't eat solid foods for like the next 12 hours. You the can have fuck soup. I and can't. I was like, I want cake. <laughs> Liquefy the cake. <laughs> cake <laughs> <So it's> soup. soup. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think the reason I went out so readily with my spine surgery is because, um, have you ever heard the weird fact that, um, anesthesia doesn't work as well on redheads? I have. Yeah. Cause my sister is scared of it and she's a redhead. So that is absolutely true. It actually <laughs> is, uh, scientifically accurate. And when I was getting my spine surgery, they were like, do you have any experience with, uh, anesthesia? Like, have you had any problems? And I was like, well, when I got my wisdom teeth taken out, they put me under and I woke up during the surgery and I didn't feel anything. I have no memory of it. But according to them, like I woke up and everybody was standing around me incredibly freaked out. And I was like, what? What? what's wrong? And they were like, hi, did you feel anything? 
during the surgery? And I was like, no. And they were like, oh, thank God. Uh, okay. You woke up during the surgery, sat straight up, and we had to put you under again. Interesting. I was like, Especially cool. During- yeah. Mm, no, thank you. Very chill. So when I got my spine surgery, I was like, hey, I'm a redhead. Just, you know, and they were like, okay, we got you. We mm-hmm. Not the first time they had heard that, but I was like, that's crazy that you have to like put me extra under. I, I recently saw a video. It was on like TikTok or Instagram reels or something of like someone who is going under anesthesia and mm-hmm. the doctor, they haven't even stopped moving yet. And the doctor's like, yeah, he's out. And he's still kind of flailing around a little <sighs> bit. And I was like, was I flailing around a little bit? Can you tell when I'm not here anymore, but my body's still moving? Yeah, I bet. I bet like your Ugh. body like occasionally moves, but you're actually out. Yeah, it's crazy, Terrifying. crazy. Um, that's so why, fun though, love it. Th- that's why getting anesthesia is so expensive because like the amount of knowledge you have to have as a specialist is like, I mean, you can easily kill someone. Yeah. So you want to get a good one. You want to pay those extra dollars. Uh, yes, please. I would like the best anesthesiologist with all the drugs. Or we could just um, provide free medical care for all citizens, but that's insane. Mm, it sounds a bit extreme, Allison. Little communisty. I'm yeah. sorry. Moving on. So the reason I wanted Charles to come on this episode is because I want to talk about multiverse of madness. And I feel like everybody should know that I could easily talk about this for an hour. So I am showing a lot of restraint by doing a normal episode right now where we will eventually get to some news items. Yeah. So, Charles, how did you feel about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness? Um, mm, well, spoiler alerts from. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's say up top. We're going to have a lot of spoilers in this episode. If you don't want to hear spoilers for Multiverse of Madness, skip ahead to the music cue for bad news. But yeah, there's no way to talk about it without spoilers. Hi, everyone. This is future Allison. So here's the deal. I was told by a very trusted source that the original timeline of filming for Marvel was that WandaVision was meant to occur after Multiverse of Madness, I learned today, this is like two days after we recorded, that that is not true. That WandaVision was always supposed to happen before Multiverse of Madness. Now, the reason I haven't gone through the episode to just edit it out is I was correct that this is insane that I have to say this. It is correct that No Way Home was supposed to happen after Multiverse of Madness. So, The timeline fuckery conversation remains that you'll hear coming up. Uh, Disclaimer, disclaimer, disclaimer. Don't message me. I know it's not right. Here's Charles. I enjoyed every single second that Elizabeth Olsen was on screen. Same. Um, I I think we should just let Scarlet Witch do whatever she wants, please. Yeah. I have... Oh, man. Like, where to begin? So... I have very, very mixed feelings about Multiverse of Madness. I think a lot of whether you like this film or not comes down to if you're a fan of Sam Raimi or not Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and his style of directing, which is very cartoonish and over the top. And sometimes that works. Like in there's a a really good scene 
it's like a perfect marriage of Sam Raimi and Danny Elfman, who did the music, where Doctor Strange is fighting himself, (laughs) another version of himself, and they're throwing music notes at each other Mm -hmm. that they're like ripping off the pages of um, piano music sheets. And it's like so cool and very cartoony, but in the best possible Sam Raimi way. There's a couple like really brilliant horror moments. Uh, I don't know, Charles, if you've you probably you've seen Evil Dead, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah of course. Who am I talking to? Uh, yeah. So uh, Sam Raimi, the, the king of horror, you know, he like gave Kevin Feige his first job on Spider-Man. Like this dude has been around forever. He's a fucking icon. So like anytime I see a review that is completely shitting on the film, I'm like, um, I'm going to knock the disrespect out of your mouth because like. <laughs> please acknowledge this is Sam Raimi. And he's like a fucking genius. And it's so cool that he's back. And there are really cool horror moments in this film, but you're so right. They all like, for me, the highlight hands down is Elizabeth Olsen, Scarlet Witch. It's her movie. Like the scenes where two of my favorite scenes, when she appears behind the, uh, the soldier and whispers in his ear run. Yep. And then what mouth that scene um, with the the Illuminati. Incredible. Genuinely scary. Yep. And there were some visual moments, you know, like we we just said spoilers. But once again, I'm going to say this is a big spoiler. So if you were like on the fence, skip ahead now. Charles Xavier from the X-Men is in this movie and the Patrick Stewart version, the best version the scene where he goes into her mind and finds good Wanda buried under the rubble from the bomb is like mm-hmm. fucking gorgeous. And the red mist comes in from Scarlet, which like, there, I love that shot. There were moments in this film where I was like, thank you, Sam. You know, like this is really, really beautiful. And then it would just get straight up sloppy bad. <laughs> yeah. And I, I like, go ahead, go ahead. No, I mean, I, I, in in regards to the Illuminati, I was like, "What are we, Marvel? What are we doing here? Is this just, like it was, it was literally like, here's all the fan service you wanted. Go fuck okay. yourself." Okay, so I loved it for that reason, mm. and here's why. Okay, Marvel fans are too fucking entitled. They've gotten everything their little grubby hearts desired. And I'm talking about myself as well. I'm a <laughs> I'm a Marvel nerd. We wanted fucking all the Spider-Men and we wanted them pointing at each other. And we were like, yep. yeah, it's like the meme. I love it. Nom, 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 nom. And then we just expected the for Feige to give us the Illuminati and fucking Mr. Fantastic and Charles Xavier. And we want mutants right now. We want it now. We don't want you to take 10 years to set up the next arc like you did with Endgame. We want everything now. And it's like, fuck you. You're so fucking entitled. Here's the fan service moment. And I'm going to fucking kill everybody. Yeah. I loved it so much. Okay. Yeah. That was a highlight for me. I was genuinely surprised with John Krasinski. Like when he came on screen, I like audibly gasped because I didn't know that he was going to be in it. What I loved about that moment is he's been a fan cast forever. Mm. And I don't know if it was deliberate or if John Krasinski just does not understand the character of Mr. Fantastic. He played him completely wrong. (laughs) Yeah. So I, but it would be so funny if that was deliberate, if they were like, okay, here he is and he's bad and we're going to kill him. Yeah. 
Um, I did like that we get we got Professor Xavier from like the cartoon. The yellow wheelchair. With his little yellow yeah. wheelchair bus thing. Yeah. I was oh, like, and like okay. the fucking when he came out, yep. I was like, this is awesome. You, you uh, just hopping back a little bit, you liked the musical fight? I, at first I laughed because it was so silly. And then I was like, this is really cool. <laughs> this is fun. I think if I would have seen, so, I, I feel like if I would have seen that in another movie, I would have been like, oh, that's pretty cool. And like another Marvel movie with like, if it was, even if it was still Doctor Strange. But when this happened, I was like, this is, I was like, you're battling like the evil you right now. And this is silly. Yeah. And I think the, the tone is deliberate. Okay. Here's the thing. I, my wish for Marvel after Endgame was I really want this universe to like grow up. And mm. because the audience that loves it is getting older as well. And I was like, I want them to introduce like gasp, shock, horror, sex into the MCU. And they did that mm. with the Eternals. Um, and I was like, I want it to get fucking weird. And this is a fucking weird movie. So I feel like I would be a bitch if I was like, hey, could you guys like grow up and get a little darker and uh, get weirder? And then they do it. And I'm like, not like that. <laughs> yeah, mm, that's not what I meant. So I might not approve 100% of like all of Sam Raimi's creative decisions, but also we need to acknowledge this man was brought in at the last fucking minute. They was hired, he? yes, the, the original director bounced. And oh. yeah, they had another horror director who had like conflicting visions with Kevin Feige. Nobody's 100% sure what actually happened. I didn't and know this. Feige, like I said, got his start on Spider-Man with Sam Raimi. So he was like, fuck. He called Sam Raimi and he was like, over the course of a weekend, hired him. And huh. Sam Raimi comes in and has to deal. Not only does he have to deal with getting this film at the last fucking minute. COVID fucked up the mm. release dates of everything. So WandaVision and Spider-Man No Way Home were supposed to come out after Multiverse of Madness. So interesting multiverse of madness was supposed to introduce the idea, obviously, of the multiverse. And then we were supposed to see Wanda have this resolution with her children and vision. So they flipped that, which is insane. So this is what happens in WandaVision. We get the closure, the beautiful closure with her children where she says, thank you for choosing me to be your mom, which mm -hmm. is like heartbreaking. Right. We get the closure with vision. Gorgeous, gorgeous arc for Wanda. And then she becomes crazy in Multiverse of Madness. And my biggest issue with this movie is Marvel has a big problem with women where they tend to reduce all of the women in the MCU to mom or not mom. The, and the, the title of this movie is Doctor mom, Strange Mom. Mom, yeah, exactly. Like uh, definitely Freudian shit going on. Um, but and and by the way, either way, you're a monster. So you're either Natasha who has been sterilized mm -hmm. and you're she calls herself a monster in the fucking Joss Whedon Avengers or you're a monster. Wanda calls herself a monster in this film because you're too much of a mama bear. Right. So either way, you're a fucking crazy bitch. Uh, I did like the I mean, it's in the trailer, too. But when she confronts him and is like, 
I do something and I'm the villain. You do it yes. and you're a hero. That doesn't seem fair. And so, she's fully right. She's fully right. And that was encouraging. And I was like, yes. And then it just goes off the fucking rails. She just goes, yeah. She just becomes like insane. And she becomes not, insane. Not just the, insane. She's a genocidal monster. Yeah. As much as I'm, I'm enjoying, uh, obviously, Elizabeth Olsen and Wanda and Scarlet Witch, wh- however she's identifying at the moment. At the same time, I was like, you like you just made her insane. You just made her, yeah. And all of that hard work in WandaVision, which, by the way, a fraction of uh, your audience saw WandaVision. Right. Like, nowhere near the number that sees the films. So a lot of people didn't get that rich character development in WandaVision, and they just saw this version. And it's like, Wanda's crazy. And yeah. you don't get any of that backstory of... I mean, we we saw an entire season of television explaining why she has this like really complicated uh, backstory with her children and vision and like one of the coolest shows ever. So if you don't see that, (laughs) you just get this. And it's like she is so wild in this film. And I somebody suggested this. I think it was Joanna Robinson, who is a great film critic. Potentially what could have saved this is if there was a version of reality where Wanda didn't have children and she was fine. Yeah. And if Scarlet Witch met her and it was like, oh, you have a really dope life and like you're not a mom. Just like show that women cannot have children and be fine. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. It, like I, I understand like her that, like this specific Wanda in this universe is pain. Like yes. and that's what we are. Yeah, you're right. We already experienced that. We are and 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 what they do by the end of the movie, they just is she dead? Do they no just get rid way. of her? They can't. No way. Like she's the MCU's best villain, hands down. Uh, because Loki's not really a villain anymore. And I was thinking about this because Loki had this huge redemption arc in right. Loki, which I get is my favorite MCU television show. Um more than but, WandaVision? Because WandaVision's ending is a mess. It is straight up bananas that she mentally enslaved an entire town. And at the end, (laughs) they're like, thank you, Wanda. It's like, what? And she's like, bye. Bye. Gotta go. You're a villain. You're a villain, which is fine. It's fine that you're a villain. But please acknowledge that that, that moment where they temporarily come out of the spell and they're begging her to release their children. I was like, she's a monster. Yeah. Which again, you've you've done a great job explaining why she did this, but you need to acknowledge that what she's doing is bad. And at the end of that show, they're like, Wanda's a hero. And it's like, what? Mm, yeah, they, they don't they don't really make her face any sort of consequences or like really process any guilt from that. Exactly. In anything. Yeah, exactly. And in the movie too, she's in her fucking apple orchard hologram. And it's like, ah, oh, you didn't really mean it, though. And it's like, what? Mm. She, she, uh, there's so much about that that bothers me. Like, ugh, I, I feel like I could go on a tangent about this, but it's like, so Wanda has been through the most traumatic thing ever. And I guess Doctor Strange is the first Avenger to come see her. Like, why right? did no one check on her? Literally no one. Are you guys not friends with her anymore? Didn't you all live in like Tony's compound together? Yeah. And the, like, uh, I don't, she's just been like living in the mountain by herself for, I guess, ever until she decided to hunt down this 
other person that no I one else think, has heard of. I think that could be explained by, do you remember at the end of WandaVision, in order to correct the timeline of WandaVision becoming, coming before Multiverse of Madness, they have that scene as a stinger where she's studying the dark arts. Yeah, yeah, she's looking at the the the, the, the dark yes. gold, and she's like flipping through it really quickly. Yes, and she hears her kids like, "Mom." Right. So yeah. I think you could explain why Wanda's been chilling that she's been studying and like yeah. learning, but like, where are her friends? <laughs> why didn't nobody check on her? Like, where is Hawkeye? Hawkeye's filming his own show that no one cares about. They tried to crowbar. There was that line where Doctor Strange is like. He says something about Hawkeye. And I was like, oh, that's them trying to explain why no one has checked on Wanda. <laughs> it's, it's, it's always my favorite that they they always go back to be like, hey, we we're introducing you to this this uh, the MCU now. Where were you when that happened? What the fuck that, was there's going a moment on? of that in that in every single movie since Endgame. There's been a where were you during the snap? Huh? The huh? funniest one was uh, the Eternals. In the yeah. trailer, they were like, where were you during Thanos? <laughs> and they were like, can't. Explain can't, this now. <laughs> we can't do that. No, that's not what we're here for. Oh, we're no. um, legally not allowed to. <laughs> uh, the space police say that we can't interfere. So, mm-hmm. sorry. <laughs> if if Marvel's going to keep expecting us to watch all of the television shows to get what's happening in the movies, I'm going to be lost a lot because I'm not watching Hawkeye. I'm sorry. I'm really even though Florence Pugh is in it, I refuse. Hawkeye's fine. It was no. like uh, it was like a good time. I think they did a really good job retrofitting Hawkeye as um, a dad, and he has like a really mm-hmm. charming relationship with um, oh my god, Kate Bishop. And uh, yeah, I thought it was like it was cute. It was nothing great. It, you know, I think in my mind, Moon Knight and Hawkeye are on the same level. Don't come for me. I, I know not people watch are, Moon Knight at all. People are going to be pissed about that because uh, people love Oscar Isaac. I love Oscar Isaac. Yeah. I, I was about as entertained by Moon Knight as I was by Hawkeye. I have not watched either. And I also did not watch uh, Winter Soldier and what's his face. No, thank you. Oh, yeah, that was those three are about even in my mind. Didn't Winter Soul, didn't that whole thing get fucked up with COVID, too? Everything got fucked up. There was no, I mean, really... like there was like a storyline where there was like, yes, yeah, uh, yeah, that had yeah. to be removed. I mm-hmm. wonder what this movie was supposed to be if it before it got moved around in the timeline. Yeah, I, I would want still would have been the villain. Yes, I believe okay. Wanda was always supposed to be the villain. She's like the next big bad for the universe. Feige and company right now are at their Marvel retreat mapping out the next 10 years of storylines for Jesus the MCM. Jesus Christ. So the only one I'm really excited about, sorry to say, is X-Men. Right, Like, of I'm not really pumped for... Oh, I guess we should talk about um, America Chavez. Um, Suchil Gomez was great in this movie and actually got me pretty excited for Young Avengers because I was not excited. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Mm -mm. When they were like teasing that, I was like, "Mm." not that I like am uninterested. It's more that I don't have as deep of a relationship with those characters. So I didn't know anything about America Chavez. And that's really my fucking problem because I didn't read those comics. Yeah. And and this 
this is going to be the phase of Marvel where they're going to be introducing us to all the properties that aren't crazy famous. And that's exactly. kind of fun. It's awesome. And it's like, it's going to be more diverse characters. And, and she's queer. She's yeah. queer. And she had uh, gay moms. So uh, like, that was awesome as well. Um, I love but- that she's just like wearing the little pin throughout the whole movie and it's never brought up or anything. She's just like, I'm wearing a pride pin. Cool. Yeah, very cool. And she's so charming. And I didn't really buy America and Doctor Strange. They were clearly trying to recreate um, Spider-Man and Iron Man's relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And actually, I think what worked way better was Benedict Wong and uh, America Chavez. That'd be a lot more interesting to watch. He like I, I, I kind of want him to be more of a focus in a Doctor Strange instead of just being like the second in command, even though he's the Sorcerer Supreme. So what I'm wondering is one of the things that has been kicked around in the fandom, like maybe they're going to do this is a school of magic. And it seems like logical that Doctor Strange would be the head of the school of magic. But what if it's Wong? I'm fully into that. I would watch that. I would watch the shit out of that. Hell yeah. I liked him so much in this movie. Like from from jump, when I saw him, I was like, love you. And then like every time he pops up, I'm like, that's the dude I want to hang out with. I'm always happy when he shows up. And it's like, can we get more Wong? And I would really like to see Wong and America, like their relationship. Yeah. I mean, she's what? By the end of the movie, she's a student there, no? Yeah. And they kind of have like a little bit of like mentor mentee vibing going on and i'm like oh this is the peter tony thing you were trying to go for right um did you have any other feeling i feel like i've skipped over a bunch of stuff again i could talk about it the full hour i like okay so for like for the level of budget that this movie had to have had and the short rewrites and a new director and blah 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 the cgi in this yeah. movie is fucking terrible in parts and i'm saying that in comparison to other marvel movies that some have terrible cgi also the cgi shit, yeah. is terrible and so, so are the wigs marvel has a oh my god can we talk about the wigs um marvel has a really big problem with third acts like that at, at this point it feels like it's cliche to say that but it's <laughs> true and what happens in the third act of every goddamn Marvel film is it's just like a CGI explosion on screen. Yeah. And sometimes it works. Sometimes it looks like dog shit. <laughs> and this movie, like there are parts, like I said, that are beautiful. Like the the moment where they try to trap Wanda in like the mirror prism. Oh, yeah. And she great. like touches the glass and it turns to water and she has that full ring slash it moment where she crawls out of the fucking mirror uh yeah i was i was like this is more of what i wanted i know that it's marvel and it's going to be pg-13 they're never going to be an r-rated marvel horror movie Um, i realized that and you're probably this way too you and i are broken as people and (laughs) our tolerance for like horror is so high that i did not even process that it's a very frightening movie until i started listening to podcast critics who were like i don't bring your children to see this and i was like is it that scary like i can't tell i'm like is it that scary and like it's almost universal every critic i've listened to has been like this is not for little kids okay i would say that this is like horror light intended for children that's how i feel and you know why we feel that way we're broken as people 
Yeah, because even like even some of the kills, they don't really show anything. There's no blood. There's, there's no blood. There's a little bit of tiny here, blood here and there. Oh, Wanda's yeah. covered in some dried blood. She looks like it's a very like carry moment at the prom. You're right. There's a little bit of blood. Um, but <laughs> Again, it's not I'm like broken. We, it's not like we watch Captain Carver get chopped in half. Oh, we just see her face. I'm sorry. Can I just call out that the way some of the <laughs> Illuminati died was bullshit? Oh, oh, okay. You know what? Um, what's his face? Oh, the the one. Uh, what mouth? What's his name? That character, Black yeah. Adam. No, Is not Black it? Adam. Um, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, you know, yeah, the guy from the TV show. Yes. Um. Oh wait, maybe you're right. Is it Black Adam? I don't know. Um, okay. Anyway, his death honestly shocked me. But other than that, nothing. Um, it's a Black Agar. Oh. Boltagon. Uh. <laughs> um, yeah. I I must have heard the wrong name or something. <laughs> uh yeah. So Maria. Maria's the one that really pissed me off. Um, Maria Rambo. Um, like you're supposed to be the most powerful being in the universe and mm-hmm. you get taken out by a fucking falling statue. Right? That pissed me off. Yeah. And like, again, I was totally fine with killing all of them, but I'm like, that should have been like an epic showdown. And Wanda still would have fucking won because Wanda is Scarlet Witch, I'm sorry, is the most powerful creature in the universe. So she would still win, but it's got to be more impressive than that. Yeah, it was it was very like, Boop, boop, boop. We shot some lasers at you and then you knocked a statue over. Boom, done. You know what would have been really cool? Since Wanda Scarlet Witch, I'm so sorry, can control reality itself if she rewound reality to the moment that she got her powers and stopped it from happening <laughs> and then came back and just iced her. That, that's a lot to ask for a fight scene. No, it's not. You can do that real quick. Mm, yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, I guess so. Yeah. You can do it quick. Um. So, anything else? Anything? I'm all, anything? I'm I'm starting to like. I know that Endgame was like the Endgame. Like that's what happened. But now that there's that's not why any, they called it that. There. Uh, yeah. But that <laughs> now that there's not any sort of like, like time stone or anything to like for them to collect. I'm like, what are we doing here now, guys? So now what are, it's what are we collectively stopping? What I'm looking forward to is Kang and Wanda teaming up. Okay. Possibly. Loki joining Thor to stop them. Mm-hmm. I'm I like I want some of the old school people to come back in prominent roles. And I thought Jonathan Major was amazing in Loki. So he got me really pumped <laughs> to see like what's gonna happen with that mm-hmm. character. Um okay. so I think potentially like very cool things are coming. I obviously my dream X-Men. That's why I'm still around. Yeah. I, I I want them to finally like get it right. Br- bring it all get it yeah get it get it right. Get, bring it all together. Um, I'm I'm wondering if they're gonna do another like Days of Future Past bullshit where they're like, look, the timelines all do work together. See? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I genuinely don't know. I'm just curious because like Marvel's casting is pretty perfect. Mm-hmm. there's like maybe a hand the Jeremy Renner is really the only one that I was like what the fuck you know <laughs> and they even kind of fixed that by the end of Hawkeye I was like alright it's fine but yeah I'm very curious to see like 
because they've never gotten casting right for other than obviously Hugh Jackman as Wolverine and also he, Patrick Stewart as and you know the original the OGs like yeah. McKellen Patrick Stewart I would argue that Halle Berry was a good choice no. but they did that character dirty as fuck no, with all the she's writing fucking terrible Charles she's the, fucking no, they, terrible the, all they've given her to do is like nothing She's no. not as powerful as she is in the comics you or the cartoons. You need a statue ass. You need like a Megan the Stallion gorgeous queen to play Storm. I, I think Halle Berry is great. I think she's like gorgeous and so talented. She is completely wrong for Storm. Yeah. And Famke Jensen can suck my ass. <laughs> I hate that woman. I I feel like I should also say that like James and Michael are great too is... Professor X and Magneto. So, like, some of the casting was good. James Marsden wasn't terrible. Yeah. He was okay. Yeah. He was what he needed to be. You know what they need? A good fucking Gambit. I love Gambit. Listen, that is the first person that popped in my head. And I know, like, true comic book fans, like, aren't really in love with Gambit. But I don't care. I I love gambit i never listen i never read the x-men comics i saw the x-men cartoon when i was a kid so that's what i'm basing this all on i fucking love gambit i fucking love gambit and what you have to have to have to get right is remy and logan's relationship because Mm -hmm. that it's so antagonistic but also they're bros and you gotta get it right and like they have to have good chemistry and you gotta nail that oh i wonder who's gonna take over for wolverine like proper like not mm, mm, interesting yeah i mean logan was one of the best movies yes. not just comic book movies movies i've ever seen so like I think, it, they, I think that's gonna be for me personally that's gonna be the tough one where it's like you got to do better than that which is like yeah. good luck i think they need to realize that like some of these movies need to be rated r for them to be excellent because if logan yes. wasn't rated r it wouldn't be excellent if deadpool wasn't rated r it wouldn't be excellent well you know who we can thank for that mr hugh jackman yes he fought for that and the only reason they gave it to him is he stuck around for a fucking decade and he was like okay i'm gonna do this but the last film i'm doing is gonna be rated r and it's gonna be my vision and it was incredible yeah it was really fucking awesome all right we must move on again i could spend the entire hour just talking about this um but unfortunately it's that time of the show. I'm so sorry. <gasps> Here's your bad news. Oh. All right. So this is going to be a shorter than usual uh, bad news section because again, we had to talk about um, Multiverse of Madness for mm, 50 minutes. So I guess we should talk about Charles, the fact that Roe v. Wade is very likely going to be overturned as we've talked a lot about on this show because um, it was anticipated by people in the know. It seemed very likely And it is coming to fruition because there was this leak from the Supreme Court of Alito's decision in which he not only says there's no uh, precedent for abortion rights in this country, he also goes after same-sex marriage and Mm -hmm. says, while we're at it, sodomy should still be illegal. Um, Speaking of people who can suck my ass, Mm -hmm. he's one of them. 
Now, he probably wouldn't do that because he would say there's no constitutional precedent for it. <laughs> do you think he just lives every minute of his life like that? Like when he's going shopping, he's like, is there a constitutional precedent for me buying Wheaties? I like people who live their lives like this must be impossible to hang out with, but also so boring. I love that you are considering if Alito would be a good hang or not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it did, like people in general who like go by, who want the country to be run by like a, how many, like centuries old piece of paper that is, by the way, able to be amended. And they're just mm-hmm. like, no, I can't, like, that's not, nope, I can't see it. It's not a, it's not a thing. It's not legal. There's no precedent. Well, they know can't it can be it. amended. They just want it amended in the opposite direction of any fans of progress where they're like, can we just go back to when like no one other than cis white straight men had rights? That would be wonderful if we could just roll we back would everything. Love it. So, what's frustrating about this is everything, obviously. But the thing that I just saw the other day that I was like, "What the fuck?" is obviously uh, a lot of people got very upset about this. Our government's priority has been to find the person who leaked it, which is like, what? Who the fuck cares? I don't. I don't. I hope they were. I. It seems like they were smart. They went to Politico. I hope Politico protects them. Uh, they have so far. But who the hell cares? They saw that the Supreme Court was about to undo decades of progress and jeopardize many, many people's lives. And they were like, mm, I got to I got to let people know this is happening. So people were very upset when this decision came out and they went to protest outside of some of the Supreme Court justices' homes. Because again, if you are... My thing is like, at what point is it self-defense on our part? Because it's like, if you are passing legislation that could kill people, mm-hmm. to me, it seems like a tame response to go protest outside their homes. Like, that seems like very reasonable. Yeah. I... So... Go ahead. Like, it, would you rather people protest out your outside your house and be like annoying and like you obviously don't want them there, or would you like things to escalate beyond that? Oh, I'm about to defend escalation as well. Okay. So, uh, the Senate <laughs> responded to these again very tame protests by passing a bill to provide security for family members of the Supreme Court justices. So they haven't worked to preserve Roe v. Wade or protect people who are trying to mm, exercise bodily autonomy by making a decision uh, with their doctor. They have decided to prioritize instead providing additional security for family members of Supreme Court justices who have decided to strip millions of people (laughs) of their rights. We can just get rid of the Supreme Court, right? We can just like abolish it at this point. If it was up to me, (laughs) yes. But, um, you know, unfortunately, I think we're stuck with them. A lot of people want to expand the court. Sure. Okay. Sure. I mean, if you do that, you got to be real quick about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, also, mm-hmm. like these lifetime appointments are absolutely ridiculous. So they should be able, able to come up at least for review and be like, 
This is bad, sir. Like the Clarence Thomas, can you stay awake through a case? Yeah. And if not, you got to go. Where was your wife on January 6th? Yeah. Does your wife uh, donate to shady organizations and or try to overthrow the U.S. government? You got to go. Yeah. You got to go. Yeah. I mean, I understand the original thinking behind lifetime appointments because they don't want mob mentality to dictate the structure of the Supreme Court. However, you're you're giving tremendous power to a handful of individuals who are deciding the fate of, again, 300 million people. One of them is a sleepy little baby. It does seem insane to give lifetime appointments to justices that don't, let me say this, that don't accurately reflect the demographics of the people they're ruling for. It's like maybe if it was comprised of like poor working class people, majority people of color, you know what I mean? (laughs) That's never going to happen. No, no, no. But like then... It would sort of be like, it's sort of like the difference between the House of Representatives and the Senate. Mm. Like the House of Representatives, a little more diverse, you know, like and and policy tends to be reflected when that happens. Like shockingly, right? Right. Yeah. Um, maybe then the lifetime appointments wouldn't be as devastating. But who knows? I, I also think that like if you like uh, they go through these reviews before they're appointed for like days and days, sometimes weeks and like. If you say something during that that you then don't uphold when you're in the, in on the Supreme Court, they should be able to be like, um, ha, you remember when you said this? They should be like held accountable for the things that came out of their mouths. Yeah. Listen, we have a lot of good ideas. Mm-hmm. And my big fear is that they're not going to listen to us. Never, especially not me. So not with that attitude. Nope. Saying you're not going to hang out with Alito because he might have a bad <laughs> attitude. He might be a bad hang. He's boring. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Did you see did you see how Louisiana had updated like one of their upcoming like anti-abortion bills? Yes. To yes, include yes, yes. also embryos? Yeah, this is what I've been talking about where It's blown my mind. Are you shocked that people don't listen to me when I'm ranting on Twitter cuz I am? Because I have been saying that this is just the beginning. Like they're not just going to go after abortion rights. You know, like I mean, no. as devastating as that would be in and of itself, this is just their like step one in a plan of reversing every progressive decision in the last seventy years. You know, um, which like I like it's it's interesting to see like what is your like what is your end game because the people who are doing this they're not going to be around for much longer. <clears throat> We're probably gonna die. Well, th- this is a holy war <laughs> oh, for them. Ugh. Like truly, it's a holy war. So they're not thinking in a matter of like 10, 15 years. They're like, we are s- making decisions for the next two hundred years. So abortion rights gone, same sex marriage gone, criminalizing um, sodomy. Yep. Like they like honestly, if it was up to them, they would probably outlaw interracial marriage. Like they want to go back, way right. back. They want to undo all the progress we've made as a country. And again, a lot of problems with the country, institutional racism, not a utopia, <laughs> acknowledging that. But I don't think we want to go back to a time where it's illegal to marry someone outside of your race. <laughs> no. 
just seems bad. I it's just like amazing to me. Like you know that like it's not going to stop abortion from happening. It's not. It's not like outlawing sodomy is not going to stop people from putting things in their butts. No, but like they don't care if people die. Right. Well, I guess. And in fact, maybe they're hoping that will uh, discourage people from trying to have an abortion because you could die. (laughs) Like honestly, like these are the calculations they're making. True. Um. So on that note, everybody. It's that time of the show. Let's end things on a good note. Here's your good news. All right, everybody. So... This is a like very abortion themed episode because um glad I'm here. Talking a lot about <laughs> yeah, on behalf of people who can get abortions. Uh Charles, thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. To speak on their behalf. I'm an expert. Um, you're an ally. You're allowed to. I speak in. for all people who can get abortions. <laughs> thank you for you're acknowledging welcome. me. Um <laughs> Yeah, I so I was gonna say all of our news items are abortion related, and parts of Multiverse of Madness were an abortion. So <laughs> it, it's all abortion. Again, Allison. again, I love Sam Raimi and Elizabeth Olsen so much, but um, am I over Benedict Cumberbatch? Very much, very much so. Yes, he's been in every single movie. He's time. not Tony Stark. He's not Robert Downey Jr. He's Ugh. never gonna be Robert Downey Jr. He's never had chemistry with a woman ever. Oh, Fix his wigs. Oh, my God. We didn't even talk about the wigs. We didn't even talk about Christine. How do you make Rachel McAdams have no chemistry with someone? Criminally the, underused. The woman has chemistry with everyone. But again, with everyone. I've never seen Benedict Cumberbatch have chemistry with a woman. Stop making him do it. Mm. Okay. <laughs> so in good news, I just wanted to shout out Justice Alito's neighbors. You know, Charles, you said that Alito doesn't seem like a good hang. You know who seems like a good hang? Justice Alito's neighbors. Because during one of those protests, outside of Justice Alito's home, they came out and they gave wine and cheese <gasps> to the reporters covering the protests. Aww. Wait, this is very similar. Do you remember that meme a couple years ago of that woman in like the fur coat drinking wine when she was just watching? Another, it was another protest. You know what's underrated? Drinking wine at a protest. Yeah. Full in support. Especially just, if you want that protest to turn up dramatically. Mm-hmm. Uh, you 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 fucking know that his neighbors fucking hate him. Oh my god! It's like when people found out that Rand Paul's neighbor hates him, mm-hmm. and then it was like, "Are you surprised?" Um, the terrible person. He lets his dog shit on my lawn. Yeah. Fucks his car all wonky. Get out of here. Protest in front of his house. Sorry, some wine. Charles. I just saw. That there are five people in the studio. Who else is here? I don't know, but mine is saying five people. Is so it, oh, you're mine is a also person, saying five people, and I'm a person. Who are the other three people? Hello, hello. <laughs> that why does it say five? Maybe they're bots. I don't know. I can that happen on this site? Are we monitored? I don't know. This is, it's it's Elizabeth Olsen. 
Benedict <gasps> Cumberbatch. Oh my God, is this Sam the multiverse? Raimi being like, you talking shit about my movie? Is this the multiverse? Responding. Oh my God. Maybe. What if it's versions of us being like... Oh wait, okay. So the little number up by Light Trees in the news says five, but over if you click studio on the right side, it just says you and me. Oh, I know. That's but weird. I've never seen the number be off like that before. That's okay. Oh. I'm creeped out. All right, listen, we're going to wrap up the episode anyway. I've said a lot of incriminating things on this episode. Should I go to prison? You have to raise uh, bail money for me. Okay. Thank I'll, you. I'll, I'll go fund me right now. Thank you so much. Just like a just in case bail money fund. Um, how, much, how much is the bail? Oh, who knows? It depends on what I do. Next, mm. I'm about to defend uh, property damage. So... <laughs> Police are currently investigating a fire and vandalism at an anti-abortion group's office. I don't know if you saw this, Charles. The Mm -hmm. damaged office belongs to Wisconsin Family Action, a group opposed to abortion rights and marriage equality, among other issues. So um, there's some fire damage. It was a suspected arson attack. I believe it's still a suspected arson attack. So people got very emotional about this, even like progressives where they were like, it's not okay. This is violence. And I'm here to once again remind everyone that property damage is not violence. Property is not a person. It's a legitimate form of protest and um, prosecutorial overreach sometimes sends people to prison for a long time for doing something like mm, cutting a fence. They treat that like they've attacked someone and it's um, Mm -hmm. not the same fucking thing uh yeah i i mean i obviously agree with you um but it's like uh, like you have insurance calm down you have insurance calm down that should be that should be a slogan you have insurance calm down that's gonna be my protest sign that's really (laughs) funny that's actually calm down so funny i think you should do that deal i'm in um i haven't been in a protest in a while and again again you are making it so people could die with the Supreme Court decision that is very likely coming down. I think it's important to stress that it hasn't happened yet. But according to Alito's leaked decision, it almost certainly will happen. So, again, what is self-defense? <laughs> hmm. Like, we have to acknowledge what their goals are. Their goals are to, like, you know, the anti-choicers. Okay. Mm -hmm, Their mm -hmm, goal mm -hmm. is to force people to have babies. And that includes uh, people who could die if they have the babies. And that includes people who have been raped. Mm -hmm. Uh, They want to force them to have the baby of their rapist. So, mm -hmm. starting a little fire, (laughs) I'm like... Where no I, one died or no one got hurt? I think these people should be in fear. I think they should be afraid to try to kill people. And if that requires property damage, if that requires, you know, enthusiastically protesting outside their home, yeah. They shouldn't I, feel safe to do this. No, absolutely not. Um, you know? Uh yeah, I feel like they they there should be a a threat, but not necessarily like assaults. Okay, up for debate. Okay. Anyway, everybody, please follow Charles 
on Twitter at Charles Rockhill. Oh, uh, talk about your new co-host on Dirty Little Horror. Oh, yeah. We um, we just recently started season six of Dirty Little Horror. Uh, I have a new co-host. Uh, his name is Reed, previously known as Show Wrecker Reed, because he would write into the show and ruin it. Oh my God. How did he ruin it? Uh, He would write. Okay. So at the end of every episode, I read emails from people who listen and his like were like progressively and I cold read them. I don't read them before the show at all. I go in. we all go in blind and like that's been the whole thing. It would purposely make them wordy and lengthy and worse and worse (laughs) and worse every single time so that I would fuck them up. And then Chris wouldn't edit out my fuck ups even when I asked him to. And you oh, just leave it until it sounded like I couldn't read sometimes. Listen, as someone who barely edits these episodes, I think it's more authentic. I think the audience like trusts you more when mm. you leave in all of your little mistakes and flubs. And listen, in this episode, I'm going to have to edit out some of the pauses. But please just know I was a fucking mess during this episode. <laughs> and people were banging on my door. I was getting phone calls and Charles was very patient. So, oh my God, it just went down to two. It's just us now. Ah! Because we were wrapping up the episode. They left. Oh. <gasps> Burn down the White House. Charles. Oh my God. We're, it's either, here's the two options in my mind. It's either CIA mm-hmm. or us from another universe. Or they were like, fuck, they can see us. Put Put like another fucking VPN up. They didn't leave right away, though. I, I said that a while ago. Mm. Whatever. I don't trust it. Again, if I go to prison, you've got to get me out. Deal. Thank you. Um, um, oh, yeah. Please. But yeah, we, d- we just released our first episode. The second episode is coming out. We did the movie X, which was great. Um, Chris is no longer a co-host with me, but we are starting another separate podcast where Chris will still be the co-host with me. Wonderful. Yeah, Wonderful. It's, re- it's great. Follow it at Dirty Horror Pod. I think it's everything. so cool. You have a new guest host, but I'm so glad that you and Chris are still doing stuff together. That'll be a good time. Yeah. You we're guys got good energy. Like, solicited advice that's probably going to be terrible. No, honestly, if I needed advice, I would really trust you guys to give me good advice. Okay. I would. Well, that's your mistake. <laughs> But again, I famously am a mess. So <laughs> my piece of advice for you is to not take any advice from me. <laughs> I don't think that's true. I think it's going to be great. I'm the one on dirty, dirty little horror that was like encouraging people to like take random pills that they found. And Chris was like, no, no, no. So maybe I'm not the best one. You're telling people to take pills. I'm telling them to commit acts of violence. Yeah. We we got to go. We absolutely have to end this episode before <laughs> we say anything um, worse. Is that possible? I don't know. Uh, oh, please follow Charles on all the socials. Follow me on all the socials at Alice and Kilkenny. Follow Light Trees and News if you're a fan of the show. Oh, I guess I did. I have anybody to shout out? No, we're OK. Um if you're a fan of the show, go to lighttreason.news and smash that donate button or go to my Patreon, patreon.com slash Allison Kilkenny for as little as $5 a month. You get to skip the line, send questions, comments, concerns, recommendations, general life updates. Love hearing from you guys. And again, if you have Spotify, please go review the show. I don't want it to have one little sad review and it's from me. Can you think of anything more depressing than that? You have to listen to your own show to rate it. Yeah. I was like, I know what it is. (laughs) It's a mess. (laughs) All right, everybody. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your weekend. And while you're at it, get out there and cause a little trouble.